All right, everybody, welcome back to another South Shore Yankees podcast episode hosted by Nick Chiamonti and your boy, Richie Pagnata. What's, What's up, up, man? Everybody? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Just, uh, sort of enjoying summer, I guess. <laughs> I Yo, went, to, summer. went to Charleston last week, just got back. So that was a lot of fun. How was that? Uh, yeah, we, we had a great time. Um, just chilled, drank. Didn't sleep. <laughs> good. Eat good, good food. That sounds awesome. So amazing, man. Good for you. Yeah. I'm going to uh, Arizona next week. All right. Gonna, yeah, I'm gonna lose ten pounds just from sweating. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, have fun because it's probably gonna be ridiculously hot. All right. I looked up the weather. It's like 101 to like 105, which honestly for Arizona isn't that bad. <laughs> I've been there when it's like 110 to 115, and I'll take this 100-degree weather. It's going to feel like 80 degrees here, so I'm excited for that. Well, when you get back here and it's like 90 and humid, you're like, oh, that's not bad. Yeah, when I get back here and it's 90 and humid, I'm going to want to go back down there and miss <laughs> the heat. All right. Yeah, it should be fun. Well, uh, that sounds fun, and I wish you luck. Thanks. But yeah, so let's talk about what's going on with the Yankees. It's midseason. We're fourth in the division. And there's a lot of people that are overreacting. Maybe I'm underreacting. But it's just, you know, tumultuous time of the year. And we got the trade deadline in, what, 16 days, 17 days. So a little over two weeks to go out and fix the team and do whatever we can to be competitive again. And, you know, this next week, week and a half, is going to really be determinative. We have six of our, no, eight of our next ten games are against Boston. Like, that's not great. They're the number one team in the division, and they're really good this year. And I did not expect them to be as good as they are. And, you know, if we lose, let's say we go two and six, the season's over. Like, we're going to go from buyers to sellers. I don't know who we're going to sell. So, um, in our next 13 games, uh, we play Boston twice and Tampa Bay once. So, we go to Boston. Um, well, the Boston games are two four-game series. How long is the... Um, yeah, so the Tampa first game? one is home, which starts tomorrow. That's four games. Then we have a two-game home stretch against Philadelphia, which doesn't really matter, but we would still like to win those games. Then next, we go to Boston for four games, and then we go to Tampa Bay for another three games. Okay. And that's time the that's the last time we versed Tampa Bay until the uh, October first. Why do we always play Tampa Bay in the last three games of the season? Usually, well, anyway. because now like now Tampa's good and. Like it's it makes for competitive end of season games that are you know they're going to determine how one of these teams makes it into the playoffs if they do or if they don't. So those are important games now. So looking at the wild card, Yankees are four and a half out, which isn't terrible. But two of the teams in front of them are Toronto and Tampa, and then the other two are Seattle and Oakland. So looking at records. Just to begin with, let's say, for shits and giggles, Yankees go 8-0 against Boston. We're still not first in the division. Boston's got nine games on us. 
and you know this isn't counting whatever Tampa's going to do because they're not going to go zero and eight, and neither's Toronto. So we could we could theoretically go eight zero against Toronto and still be like four games third out, or fourth, yeah, third or fourth in the division, which is just crazy. But it is what it is at this point. Well, but, let's look at um. Uh, let's look at what Tampa Bay's schedule looks like for the next 10 games. So, okay, well, Tampa Bay kind of has it easy. They're going up against Atlanta, Baltimore, and Cleveland. So, my God. But who knows? Look, it's a, it's a different half of the season now. And the Yankees can, like you said, they can go 8 0, which I don't know if they're going to go 8 0, but we could take at least. We could at least take six out of the eight games against uh against the Red Sox, which would be awesome. But like right now, where the Yankees are tied for third, so we're eight games out. So say Yankees went sweep Boston. All right. Theoretically, we would move up four games. But if we sweep Boston, yeah, if we sweep Boston, we would move up three games. We would move up four games. But if Toronto goes on a hot streak and Tampa Bay wins two games, nothing's moving. And our 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 um our win column's gonna go up. But like you were saying, it, it division wise, games behind is not gonna really shuffle around that much. We we need to go on. I know everyone's saying against the Red Sox is really important. It's not only the Red Sox. We need to go on like a two-week hot streak where we're just going longer than two yeah, weeks. Yeah, we, we need to turn around from here on yeah. out. It just needs to be streaky. We need to be like ten and one, uh, like eight and three. Like it needs to. We need to be really good in order to. Honestly, at this point, I don't really care about winning the division. I just care about getting to the wild card spot because if we get to the wild card spot and we're looking good. We'll win that game, and we move on to the ALC, uh, the ALDS. Because winning the division at this point, unless Tampa Bay and Boston just nosedive into the ground, it's going to be hard to win the division. Look, and there's a lot that can happen within the next month. You know, um, we got the, like I said, when we start the show, if we have the trade deadline in two weeks, and, I mean, if you were listening to Joe Buck yesterday, who, God, I Hate him. Well, he's Joe Buck is the saying, worst. He's going on saying, "Oh yeah, Trevor Story is going to get traded in a week because now the All Star game's over." And blah 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 blah. And he goes, "Yeah, the Yankees and the Mets are the teams that are going to go and trade for him." And it's like Joe Buck. Just stop. the only person we know about right now that the Yankees are really con- are really eyeing down is Joey Gallo. Yeah, and even you know Gallo, he's good, but I mean he's a Gold Glove winner, back to back forty home run years, and Ever since they cracked down on pitchers with, um, you know, cheating, he's been a monster, completely different batter. Um, so the hope is, you know, if we were to get him, he hits another twenty-five home runs the second half of the season using that short porch. Yeah, but the other thing about him is that it's another guy that's only going to hit you like two thirty. Like everybody hates Sanchez. This guy's going to do the same thing. He lead. He's another so... strike up two hundred times a year. But I did see. That since they did the crackdown on pitchers, he is like leading the league in like OPS, um, slugging. He has 
31 strikeouts, but 32 walks. So he is, you know, he's getting better. Um, so he is, his batting average is 239. His home runs, he has 24 home runs, which is tied fifth. And he has 52 RBIs and an OPS of nine, um, 923. But hey, look, I know everyone's worried about him, like, maybe being like a strikeout king or like maybe not doing anything for us honestly who knows because if he comes into new york he could just blow up and become something that could really help us like he can just start hitting pop flies that just end up in the short porch he yeah can, and the, he the, can play the one, in the outfield yeah i mean he's one of the better defensive outfielders in the league he i think um if you watch the games i think it's espn or yes network i forgot which one it does it but They'll do like a red light, green light, uh, yellow light to see how good a um, like a guy's arm is, and if they can like throw, if that guy can throw him out. And Gallo's like a top five guy like, when it comes to his arm strength, and just, he's a great outfielder. And another thing too is he's gonna be cheap because they're all speculations that the Rangers aren't gonna ask for much in return. Well, it's they can't like he's he's not gonna be like super cheap. I mean, when it comes down to it, like the argument against getting him is okay. He's home run or nothing. He's either going to hit a bomb or he's going to strike out, and that's about it. He bats two twenty. He only has one more year of arbitration left. It's not like you're trading for a guy who's twenty two, has four years of arbitration, is um, going to bat two two ninety to three ten, maybe put up twenty five home runs, few stolen bases. He doesn't have all that to go with him. He's a he's going to have a Gold Glove. In power, and that's it. That's really all that they have to negotiate with. So the Yankees could probably get away with like giving up a top prospect, not multiple, but like they can give up like um, I don't even know. They can give up like a top ten prospect and probably like two guys between twenty and thirty. Um, that could be enough. But you also got to remember, like, the Mets are going to go after him. Boston's going to – it's going to be a lot of teams are going after him. So you have to be able to put together the better package. And it's going to come down to how many teams do see him as a good fit that could use him. And that's going to drive up the bar, the price. Now, we've been saying – you've been the one that's actually been saying this before me. I think they got to go after Trevor Story. I think they got to rework the entire infield. I don't know how they're going to do it. <laughs> Uh, trade for story, but then you have to think, is it even worth it? Like, are you going to trade for a guy for half a season that you could just go and give $200 million to and sign him for five, six years? Well, if if they're if they're going after Trevor Story, they're going to lock him up. That's pretty yeah, much it. They're not going to, the Yankees are going to be like, oh, here's a great shortstop. You know what? We're only going to give him a one-year deal. Or we're going to ride him out to the end of the year and just say, screw it. No, they're going to – if they're very serious about Trevor's story, then they're going to go all in where they make moves to get him. And they're going to make moves that isn't going to just affect him now, but affects him in the off season where they look at it like, okay, now since we got rid of all these players that um, if we re-sign them, we would have to sign them to a decent amount of deals. But say, for instance, they, they trade away like Clint Frazier and Duhar, some pitching prospects, some, um, some like low key like bullpen. That 
you know, that frees up a lot of money for them where they look in the offseason like, all right, now we can, uh, you know, we could sign Trevor Story to a couple-year deal. But I don't know. We'll see. The only rumors right now are Joey Gallo. I, I think I can see Joey Gallo come to the Yankees, honestly. I think he's the most realistic at this point in time. He is like they're not. They're not going to get Max Scherzer. I know we talked about them uh, yeah. that they should get Max Scherzer. It's I would. They love need a pitcher. The they, they need to go out and get a pitcher. If they're, I don't think they're going to get Max Scherzer strict solely because I do think they're going to make a big play to go out and get Story. And yeah. if you're going to get Story, they're going to have to give up top prospects that they would probably have to give up for Scherzer. And the thing with Scherzer too, he's 36. This is the last year of his deal. It would be awesome to have him as cold as a one-two punch, but it's probably very, very unlikely. And, you know, um, Washington, they're only five games from 500 and five and six games out of first. They're not completely out of it. Um, we've seen them go on a second-half tear and win the World Series. Yeah. So it's not like they're... That's why I'm saying. Sellers. Like, within two weeks... And we'll by the trade deadline, we'll know what's going on with um with what they're gonna do. I mean, like, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. My apologies. Um, no, it's cool. What was I but saying? you know, two, you're right. Two weeks, we're gonna know what's gonna happen because a lot of it's gonna come down to these like thirteen, um, eleven to thirteen games between the division. You know, Philly's not good, so I'm not worried about that, but they will be playing for Joel Girardi and playing with a little bit extra heart. So it's it's going to be a really tough two-week stretch for the Yankees, and I don't know, but I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that they'll be buyers. Um, like if they're going to be buyers, they got to do it soon, though. Like, I think if you're going to go after they're Gallo... Gonna, they're going to have to make the move soon, but... Um, yeah, I don't think they can wait to go for Gallo at the deadline. I think that he's somebody that will really change the dynamic of the lineup. No, Just they, they, they can't... Him back. When's the deadline? When's the actual date for the deadline? I think it's the third, It's usually the last day of July, so the 31st. Okay, you have almost three weeks left. That's three weeks that you can have Joey Gallo helping out this team right now, Travis Story helping out this team right now. If they want to make these moves, why wait until – if you're going to wait till the 31st, don't even bother because that's a month and a half – that's about two months of baseball left where you've lost three months already. If, they, so if they're going to do it, do it this week or next week. The problem with it is Gallo, you can probably go and get him within the week. I think that's a possibility. Within the next seven to ten days, Gallo is dealable. Trevor Story, though – He's not going to be someone that gets moved until the deadline or like the day or two before it. Well, unless, unless that, Colorado gets handed a deal where they're like, you know what, we don't want to, we don't want to lose this deal. Fine, we'll do that. So the thing with that though is like they're gonna, they have no reason to trade him tomorrow. They're going to say, okay, give us your best offer, and we'll think about it. And then they're like, oh, hey, Mets, Yankees offered us a really good deal. If you want Trevor Story, you gotta. You gotta see what they're offering here's, us. Here's my thing, though. Let me ask you something. Let me answer you something. Why do the Mets need Trevor Story? Yeah, I was literally just thinking that. Why so did you said that? I I know we're not the ones who made it up, but like they've been talking about it for a while that the Mets might go in. Why the hell do the Mets need Trevor Story? They already have a great shortstop. What they need is a real third baseman and a real se- and who they have a second baseman McNeil. Where's he an outfielder? 
Does it make me only a third baseman? All right, whatever. I don't really follow the Mets too much, but me too. if anything, if I'm the Mets, I'm not, I'm not wasting my money on Trevor Story because you already signed Lindor to a ten-year deal, which is ridiculous. I don't think I think if they were to get Story, it would probably be just for this season. Unless I think the possibility about getting Story is he's somebody that you're going to play at short or third. But then, if so, you put him at short, what are you doing with Lindor? You're going to keep Lindor at short, and you're probably going to put Story at third if you're the. But Mets. can he even play third base? Yes. Okay, but if I'm the Mets, I'm going after Chris Bryan. Yes. I think he's a he would be a better fit at your third baseman. He's an actual third baseman. He's good. He'll be cheaper than if you think if after the season ends, you're like, all right, like we really like Story. What do we do? We don't have the money to sign Story. Just go for Chris Bryan. The Yankees, you know, think... the Yankees truly need a real shortstop, and to get Trevor Story would would fix would just fix the Yankees' entire infield. We would have Gio at third, Trevor at um, Trevor Story at short, uh, Labor at second, Labor at second, first. Yeah, it would fix literally b- the biggest problem that we're having right now. But na- but it, but like it's, realistically, I think if. Realistically, do you see Ga- do you see Gallo? Do you see the Yankees uh, splashing that big at the deadline where they say, "Hey, we just made a move for Gallo and Trevor Story." Um, I think it's more likely that they get Gallo and um, like a starting pitcher. Yeah, the guy from Minnesota. Because think if you think about one thing, Tim LeCastro, when they brought him over, has been really cool for us so far. And like he I know his guy. He is, yeah. I know his batting average isn't like jump out of the water. He's like a home run hitter, but like he's great on bases. He's been doing great defensively. He can get on with singles. So, I mean, he, he's he's playing with the Yankee Stadium adrenaline and he's a career one eighty hitter. He's not a power hitter, he's not a contactor, he's just a fast guy. No, but that's okay because he can get on. You know, he can he's get on. come to the Yankees and he's Done pretty well, for dude. Himself. He hit a no. single in the center field and ended up with a double because he he bolted he's it. Lightning. Yeah, he's lightning, and that's what we need. And think about it, if we get Gallo, we could put Gallo. We our outfield could be Lacastro, Gallo, and and Judge. That would be absolutely killer. I don't like that. You don't like I that don't at all. Like, I don't like Lacastro as the starting everyday center fielder. Well, he's got to be because who do you, who are you going to put out there? They're, uh, they're not. It, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I can't see them going after more outfielders. Like, if they're going after Gallo, if the Yankees get Joey Gallo, kiss the whole Kettle Marte and Starling Marte thing at goodbye because they're not going to go after two big studs like that. Unless, unless Hal Steinbrenner looks at Cashman and says, you know what? Unleash whatever you can do. I don't care how you do it. If you want to get Marte, if you want to get Gallo, if hey, if you can pull off getting Trevor Story too, screw it, do it. I don't care. So the the only reason why I don't see them going after a center fielder anymore. Even then, like you still have Hicks for another like three or four years with like a stupid forty four, thirty three million dollars left. Everyone's like all up in arms. Oh, what a bad contract! He's only getting eleven million a year, which. Well, only Gallo is a center fielder, though, so that does fix our issues. Gallo's a corner outfielder. Yeah, it says on ESPN he's a center fielder. ESPN is what they're talking about. He's a right fielder. I'm gonna look this up. I'm sure you're right, but I'm curious now. Um, Either way, you know, outfielders can play wherever. Doesn't matter. But um, the only thing like 
I mean, I guess you can go after one of the Martes and put and leave him in center, um, and keep him there throughout his arbitration, and then you're calling up Dominguez and putting him in center, or left or right, depending if you resign Marte and he does so great. But that's if it ends or whatever. I think it's it's going to come down to how badly Cashman and Boone want to keep their jobs. If they can go, honey, can you? My dog is being ridiculous. Sorry. Um, if they can go, I'll say at worst five and three against Boston in the stretch, at least split with Philly, and uh, win like sweep Tampa, which won't happen because they just can't beat Tampa. If they can do that, I think that they'll be given the green light to go get Gallo, go after Story. And go after um, that pitcher from Minnesota whose name I just can't remember. Gibson? But they, yes, but Minnesota's saying, "Oh yeah, we're not going to sell the deadline." They're, they're you guys are in last place. You guys are the, the the Twins are. They're second to last. They're not good. They're not good. But um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what they're able to do. I just I, we keep saying it, but I just feel Gallo is the one guy they're definitely going to get. And I think they really do make a big play for Story. I don't know if he gets moved. Well, I should say he's gonna. Story's gonna get moved. He doesn't want to resign in Colorado, and this is their only chance to get something back to build up on that team. So he's going to be traded in the next two weeks. It's just a matter if he's going to Yankees, Boston, Mets, or Atlanta, or, or not Atlanta. Atlanta. Um, no, not Atlanta. I'm sorry, uh, Oakland. Yes, sorry. Um, it's going to come down between the Yankees, Oakland, or the, or ridiculously the Mets, which I don't understand why the well, Mets would go after them. Well, listen, the Mets are doing a lot of crazy things. They're trying to kick the tires again on Yoenis Cespedes, so there's that happening too. I don't know. Well, we need we need something. The beginning of the se- this first half of the season has been absolutely terrible and You're unwatchable. You know, they're either, they're either going to win by a lot, so you turn the game off. It's like okay, it's an easy win, or they lose by a lot. There's no in between. They're, they, they're the only team to blow leads as bad as they did in the ninth inning this year. Ever. Like, if the record was like, if you're winning by five in the ninth inning, like, teams are like 954 and two. And the two losses are the Yankees this year. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. And you have Chapman, who started the year off as the best closer in the league. He didn't let up a run for the first month and a half. Yeah, I was thinking about that last night. I was thinking about how much like I love Chapman beginning the season and how much I just despise him and I don't want him in the closing role. A lot of people are saying it's got to do with the spider attack. It's got to do he did it, it has to be with the spider attack. I mean same thing with Coleman. Even Cole Cole basically flat out mid he uses spider attack. Everybody did though. Everyone like, did. And it's affecting everyone. Just straight out flat out came and said We've all been using it for so long, you can't just come out and take it away from us because now none of us know what to do. Like It's stupid. Like the, the pitchers don't care because they all use it. They all, And everybody knows they use it. So it's just... I, I don't know what they're going to do. Even Cole, like with the spider attack whole thing, he's still great. I mean, look what he did against Houston, one of the, one of the top three teams in the league. He shut them out, struck them out 12 times, and he didn't need anything to cheat. He had those two bad games, and everyone completely overreacted, saying, oh, look how bad he is, look how bad he is. His other starts, yeah, he labored, but he still won. He still pitched very well. 
And whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about him. But a guy like Chapman, who relies on his speed and all that, I am worried about him because he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, and it's just like bad. And he's looking really bad, and it's very concerning. Yeah, I guess we'll see what they do in the next couple weeks. But like, I think who they should really go after is Gallo, Trevor Story, mm-hmm. and a pitcher. Will they do all that? I don't know. We'll see. Gallo looks like it's a big, 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 big rumor right now. So, well, I guess we'll find out. You know, it could look. We can get a notification later at ten o'clock tonight saying Yankees trade for uh, trade with the Rangers for Joey Gallo, or a week or two from now, it could say Yankees trade with Joey Gallo, or three days from now it could say, hey, the New York Mets trade with the Rangers to get Joey Gallo. You know, like. Yeah, it's, it's even the pod. The Padres apparently are, are big in on him too. So, listen, like this, this is my favorite time of the year. I live for MLB trades and rumors and all this stuff. Like it's a very fun, and I just, since I'm a kid, I I would sit inside all day and like on trade deadline day, just sit there glued to the TV. If I was on vacation, I'd find a TV that had ESPN on it and I would just watch the ticker at the bottom. It's my favorite time of year. Um, I think I. No matter what the Yankees' record is, I do think they will be buyers unless they lose every game over the next 17 days. If they win and they go 500, they're going to be buyers. If they go like 10 and 7, you bet your ass the Yankees are being buyers. Yeah, if if they go 500 or better, they're going to buy. Or if they go a little under 500, they're going to buy. The Yankees aren't a selling team. Yeah, they like. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, in 2016, they did that little fling, but they only got rid of like three players. But it's not really and, selling. And they got. They, because of that, they were able to call up Sanchez. They were able to get Glaber. They, yeah. It was a very good sell. But. I just feel that no matter what happens, they're going to buy. There was the expectations for this year, for last year, the year before, and the year before that were stupid high. Like everybody came into the season, and Yankees as a top three team. That's yeah. what they were. You know, it's just the pitching staff is so hit or miss that they just need to get a, a, a second pitcher. And unfortunately, it keeps sounding like um, Kluber. He's out for the year. Is that um, what they're like saying? They, yeah, well, I mean, that's what fans are saying because, you know, it's by the time he comes back, it's going to be September. Same thing with Severino. So the two of them are going to be so cold by the time the playoffs come. They're literally going to be bullpen people. So they're not even going to be worth – they're not going to be part of the starting rotation. So it's just like, what are we going to do? I think – And how are we going to fix it? I think – uh, I think they got to go get a starter. Yeah, I think we'll get, like, a decent starter now. We'll rock with it. See what happens when Kluber and Severino come back. And, hey, if they don't – start off cold and they come in hot, they could be good for us. But uh, I think come December, we're going to have another, like, revamp of the whole starting pitching again, like we did in the last offseason. They're not going to resign Tyone. They're not going to resign Kluber. They're going to move on. I don't want to jump too far ahead and say that Tyone, he's a guy that needs stack starts where – he just gets on a roll and just keeps going. He keeps actually has some pitching better. I'll give him that, though. He, he's been pitching a lot better. His last also, three, four games have been can, pitching much better. Can we give a shout-out to Nestor Cortez, which you made Yo, fun of? You made boy. fun of me back in January when I said that we resigned him. Like, why the hell do we resign him? He sucks. Bro, he's got like a 109 ERA right now, that's, and he's killing it. Bro, he's killing it. Yo, you know what it is? You know what's giving him all the luck? 
It's the mustache. mustache. It's the mustache, yep. man. It didn't work for right. Mike Ford. It's going to work for It's so I, gross. I want them all to grow gross mustaches because that would be our luck. And I, you know the whole thing with uh, the Astros and they were putting the, the jacket on them because it was chilly? I hope that carries yeah. over into this half of the season. I mean, I was hoping it too until they freaking let them walk off with again Jose Altuve. Oh, that's a whole nother topic. I hate him. But uh, yeah, so that was our, this our, you know, kind of first half review and also an inside. um, Listen, the first half review is for me, everyone's overreacting. Um, Actually, I I take that back. This was supposed to be a top three team. They're fourth in the division. The only other division that they would have somewhat of a shot at first place right now is the nl east which is just a freaking mess they're eight games out minimum of every other division it's bad it's yeah. not it's not good it's bad they need to go and make some changes i don't the only coaching change i would say is get a new hitting coach marcus Thames has got to be gone this offseason um they gotta bring in somebody better and good but I'm giving them a D plus for the first half of the season all around. The only person who gets an A is Judge because he's the only one that's been somewhat consistent. Yeah. Everybody else bad. And the Wise guy. The Wise every time like he's like killing it, he goes and does terrible. No, he's he, he's been doing great. He's just hurt. No, he'll go four or five games giving up no runs, five strikeouts. And then he'll go give up three, four, five runs. And it's maddening. But he's getting the only A. I'm giving Cole a B. Sanchez, I'm giving a B. Everybody else. By the, by the way, um, uh, I was listening to the MyPK show today. Apparently, the Yankees' uh, letter grade for the first half of the season is a D-. minus. From who? Uh, no, not, not them. I think it was from like MLB Insiders or... ESPN or something. Someone, I think MLB Network. But anyway, all, all right. right. Well, I guess we'll find out in another three months uh, yeah. when we come back to this subject of how the Yankees did. But anyway, follow us on Twitter and also on Instagram. We are also on Spotify as well. So go over there and check us out, guys. Tell your friends about us. And uh, if anyone's actually listening out there and has their own Yankee podcast, we would love to collaborate and talk to you yeah. as well. Um. You could be on our show, we could be on your show, and uh, you know we would love to just talk to other people about the same su- subjects that we talk yeah. about together. It'd be awesome. All right, All guys. Right, guys. So that is it for this week, and we will be back. Um, Nick will be back next week, probably. I will be in Arizona, so I'll be back I will week. not be here for everything. But if there are any, you know, breaking mm-hmm. trades or anything while I'm away, um, and it's you know, you'll hear about it on Instagram. Yeah, it'll be on Instagram. I'll do a live thing and talk about it real quick. Nick will. He'll do a podcast. We'll have a good time. So until now, we will see you later. All right, guys. Have an amazing night. Peace. Bye, guys.